Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Touch My Horse. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, and I'm here with your host today, Ashara Morris. Hello, Ashara. Hi, Chris. How are you today? I'm great. It's so nice to meet you and talk to you. We get to kind of unpack all the wonderful work that you're doing in the world. So I'm excited. Like, where do we start? What? How, tell me what your take is on the world. What conversation are you leading? Who are you helping? Well, I am helping women who, and maybe even some men, mm. who were like me. And here's, here's what I was like. I was somebody who went from relationship to relationship to relationship. Mm. And I'm not proud of it, but I have been married multiple times. Mm -hmm. None of those marriages ever lasted more than four years. Mm. And I was what I call a serial monogamist. So I would go into a relationship, it was all gonna be perfect and it's gonna be wonderful and yada, yada, yada. And then at the first sniff of mm. trouble, the first sniff of anything that was actually real, mm. I would get cold feet and I would be, you know what? I gotta get out of this before he realizes who I really am. Mm. And honestly, I didn't even know who I really was. The, the who I really thought I was was somebody who was totally unworthy of being loved by this particular person. Mm. So none of, none of the people I was married to were bad people. They were all really nice people. Mm. It was me. It was me who just was like, I got to get out of this. So what I would do, this was my habit. What I would do is I'd find somebody else. And then I would just slip out of the first relationship, get right into the second relationship mm. and start the whole thing all over again. Wow. Wow. And as I've gone through life, I've realized that there are more people like me out there than I realized. And a lot of it has to do, I think, with trauma in our childhood and feeling unloved and feeling unworthy. And we carry that around with us. Yeah. So that's what I focus on now is helping people not be me. Huh, yeah. What was the... Um, I would imagine as you... I mean, it's such great self-awareness, like, you know... I don't know that, do we have that type of ability to see that when we're in the middle of it? Or is that just you being able to be clear this on this side of it? You know, I think I got, I got really lucky. Uh, I met my current husband hmm. and he wasn't the type to give up. Hmm. And I can, I mean, I clearly remember where the turning point was. And I was right at that place where I was thinking about running yet again. Yeah. And I yeah. was on an airplane going to a, a, convention in New Orleans of all places and I'm sitting on the plane and I'm thinking to myself okay why why would I give up this guy who laughs at my jokes hmm. who loves me who loves my cat which was really really important to me because animals are very important anybody who knows me hmm. knows that animals are very important to me who loves my cat and who puts up with my bad moods and who I really am how did he ever figure out who I really was? Mm. Um, so I got lucky. Yeah. And I remember sitting on the airplane, writing him a letter and saying, I am so sorry for everything I put you through. I commit to this relationship. And that was something I had never done. Wow. I had never committed. And from that point forward, then it was a matter of work and yeah. really being willing to stand in the fire and do the work, do the work on myself and do the work on our relationship. And here we are 29 years later. Wow. 
still very happily married and people who meet us always say, you know, you, you guys look like you're still on your honeymoon. <laughs> that's and, and honestly, that's how it feels sometimes. We're just really, really good friends. And um, so it's not been easy, but it's totally worth it. When you think about, um, you know, like the whole thing of like moving in from one relationship to the next and, um, I'm curious what the symptoms would feel like at a really surface level. Cause I think, you know, you get down into the, like, I didn't have enough, like something in my childhood. Most of us, when we're slipping from one relation to the, ne to the next, aren't aware of or present to that um, right. source. So how does it feel like, um, are you in that, in, when you're in those spaces, are you just afraid of loan? Are you afraid of being lonely? Or are you afraid of? Um, I was afraid of not being, I was afraid of not being loved. Uh, I was afraid of this person suddenly stopping loving me. Mm. And I knew that they would stop loving me if I did something wrong. Yeah. So as long as I was doing everything right, whatever that was, it, you know, yeah. things were fine. But when it got to the point where maybe we had a disagreement or we weren't exactly aligned with what it was we wanted to do, to me, that was all this is wrong. This is not right. I can't stay in this because it's going to get worse. Yeah. So that's okay. what yeah. Tell me more of that kind of stuff. Like what other mindsets you had in that season? So one mindset is this isn't going to work. Um, what were other mindsets that kind of had you be afraid? This is such a great guy. How could he possibly love me? Mm. That was, that was a big one. Mm. This is a great mm. guy. Why, why does he love me? What? Mm. I don't have anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worthy. Right. I felt I felt a lot of that. What about sabotage? What what ways did you sabotage relationships? Well, I have to think about this a second. I know I'm being super um, pokey. No, no, you, know, you, know, you think it would be like right there, but um, well, I would start. I would just start looking around. So I would mm -hmm. stop focusing mm -hmm. on the person I was married to, and I would focus outside of it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I would just sort of start to remove myself from the relationship before it was ever over. Right. And I must have been really good at it because I know I blindsided at least a couple of those guys. Right. Completely. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I asked because I feel like, you know, um, people listening to this who might be in the same um, space mm -hmm. um, can hear themselves. We know we hear ourselves in other people's stories or like, oh, I just that the other day. I was just thinking like, why does this guy love me? Um, yeah. Yeah. Or or I, I know I'm not, I know I'm not, I know I'm not worthy of that. Or mm. I'm not perfect. Mm. How can he, how can he love me if I'm not perfect? I'm not doing everything just right. I don't cook like his mother cooked, you know, just all oh, kinds that's of, good. Yeah. yeah. Just all kinds of weird mm. stuff. And most of it has to do with self-worth. Yeah. yeah. Lots of comparison, maybe. Lots of comparison. I'm not tall enough. I'm not pretty enough. My hair is not straight enough. My eyes aren't blue, you know, just strange right. things. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That would be, I would think in living life that way, that would be really exhausting. Can you remember what it was like to live yeah, from that? It was, very, it was very exhausting. And, and actually while, while I was going through it, it was, it was like, I got in, I got into this pattern where mm -hmm. I get into relationship. It'd all be exciting. Then it would start to be less exciting. And in order to, keep going, I had to find excitement again. So I would find something else that would make it more exciting, mm. uh, make my life more exciting, which usually meant somebody else or something else. Mm -hmm. So um, mm. 
instead of instead of drugs or alcohol or that kind of stuff i just went from relationship to relationship that was that was the way i self-medicated myself got it yeah but by the time i got around to and i will confess that glenn is my fifth husband mm. i've been married to him longer than i was married to the other four in total wow yeah um by the time i got there I was getting, I was getting tired. I was in my early forties yeah. and, and I think it was finally, I just realized that, wow, uh, this is exhausting. Do I really want to do this again? Do I really want to give up all this great stuff for a guy with a nice British accent who wants my cat to stay outside? No, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really the cat, I mean, the cat was a big catalyst. That's interesting. Yeah feel like um, there would also be people who have, there's such a stigma around, oh, I've been married X amount of times. And um, I could see people taking themselves out of the game or taking themselves saying, oh, I can't, I can't do this right. I haven't done the previous ones right. And then just like they're, they're resigned that it could be any different, but that's not your experience now. Like, give me some sense of what life is like on the other side of figuring this out. Like, oh, wow. Well, um, I feel like I'm living with my best friend. Hmm. I feel like I have stability. I can yeah. be myself. Hmm. So if I get cranky, um, <laughs> no, yes. we, we get cranky with one another. The, hmm. I think the thing that's really has really helped me and helped grow our relationship is that we are so honest with one another hmm. and we don't have a lot of secrets. Mm-hmm. And like Glenn knows about my previous life and he knows uh, it took me a few years to tell him, but he, t- he knows how close I was to quitting our relationship. Mm. And that was a very painful thing for us to go through, to, for me to tell him that. Mm. But we survived it. That was uh, many years ago now. And uh, we, just, we just don't, how do I want to put it? It's just, it's so clean. Yeah. And it is something that everybody can have. I know people out there think to themselves, I could never have a marriage like that. Yes, you can, Mm. but you have to be brave. You have to have the courage to look at yourself in the context of that relationship and say, what's going on with me that's causing me to do this? And that's, that's been a huge thing for both of us because then we can honestly go to the other person and say, whatever it is, you know, I am cranky today because it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with this and I'll get back to you. And the other person is okay with that. So it's, yeah, go ahead. It feels feels really good. Yeah. I think one of the challenges is like, uh, there's such a, uh, uh, there's a bad reputation for conflict. Like we don't, conflict represents like this will never work or, you know, anytime there's conflict, I run or I, it doesn't feel good. And maybe even conflict was in our childhood, but some, our relationship to conflict is, really unhealthy. And I think maybe to your point, like there are times when we can be cranky, but that's just part of, uh, it's just part of of being human. And I, I really do believe that the going through the coaching program that I went through Mm -hmm. helped me a lot in realizing how human I am, that I don't have to be perfect. And that's another thing. I think people don't like conflict because it's not perfection. Yeah. It's really messy. Having those conversations is messy, but in the long run, it's a lot cleaner. So you, you run and you, it's gone. 
there is this thing. I remember doing this with my wife, like in college and we were dating, there was this moment where we were just shared like everything. And when you're, when you're completely accepted and received for everything, it changes the game because now it's not like, Oh, I hope they don't find something out. You're like here, it's all here. And then to be received in that is amazing. It's an amazing experience. It is an amazing experience. And I know Glenn and I have done that. We, we revisit our, our, that frequently because it helps, it helps to keep it fresh and new and real. And, and, you know, just to know that when we said till death do us part, we really meant it. Hmm. We we jokingly say there's no way out except, you know, in a coffin or an urn. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, I love that people can, um, whether people have been married before and feel the stigma of that or feel, feel like they failed that, or they are currently in a relationship where they're like, I feel like I want to run but, but they love my cat or they love my kids or they like, there's something that is, that works about this, but I'm feeling nervous. It's so good to hear. Like there's, there's amazing life on the other side of figuring this out, like that it could feel like you're married to your best friend and um, it feels clean. It feels just, it feels right. It does. It feels really right. It feels good. Yeah. It's um, you know, it's a happy place. So what's the, if I, if I think about that, I mean, there's some work to do to get there, obviously. Um, I think one of the first things is how your mind changes. Like what, what thought processes had to change for you or how did you shift well, I paradigms? To, I had to realize that I was actually worth having a guy like Glenn in my life. Hmm. And that took a lot of work. I, I had to dredge up, dredge is not a good word, but I had to visit. Right a lot of how I was feeling about myself, which was painful. Mm. But going through this coaching program, you know, we, as I'm sure you know, we have to work on our own stuff. So I was able to work on a lot of that stuff. And it just kind of came up over the two years. And then I continues on. I mean, we're never done. But it, it helped me realize that I am actually a worthwhile person. And what I have to offer is a positive thing. And that was a huge change in my mindset that I was actually worth something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't come from a bad family. It was just me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but we all have these things that, that prevent us from saying, from shining our own light and from saying, you know, I'm pretty great. Yeah. And, and helping someone to genuinely feel that, genuinely feel that they are okay and whether they're grumpy or happy or you know right right now i'm like not in a good mood it's all okay yeah and and to be real with that to be honest and be in integrity with it it takes some work it takes some learning it takes peeling away all the layers of the onion yeah but it is totally totally worth it we have time for a really tiny story. Of course, yeah. Well, the other day I was I was working with this woman, and and she has had like thirty years of anxiety. I mean, forever. I mean, she's been anxious forever. She can't sleep. She can do all this kind of stuff. Hmm. And in talking with her, it turned out that what she was feeling was responsible for the happiness of her ex husband. Hmm. So she has been carrying around the responsibility of her ex husband and her children all this time because she's a caretaker. So she's taking care of everybody except herself. So what I had her do was pick up one of those big tubs that horses, not real big, but a big tub that the horses eat hay out of and carry it around. 
and she carried it around until she couldn't carry it around anymore and then she dropped it and that tub was all of that responsibility so after we went through that process, and we did a few more things, but after we went through that process, she told me the next day she slept for the first time in years. She felt 20 pounds lighter. She went to her chiropractor that same day, and the chiropractor was like, what is going on with your muscles? They're all so relaxed. She said she has never felt so good that she had gone to therapists and other people, and she'd been working on this for 30 years, and in one session, she let all that go. Now she had worked her way up to that. Yeah. So it wasn't like she did all of the work in the arena, but she was ready. Yeah. And we just hit it on the right day. And it was, what was the mindset shift for her. Do you think what shifted in her it, mind? It was a huge mindset. She realized that she had been carrying around responsibility for people who are grown and adults and should be responsible for themselves. Mm. She just had to let go of the fact that it was, her responsibility to take care of them because it wasn't yeah it was her responsibility to take care of herself and yeah. she had never looked at it that way ever i remember you saying before we hit record just that um there were you went through a lot of years of life not realizing that you were feeling a certain way like like um i, I don't know if it, you was it that you help people learn how to love themselves and but for you you didn't realize that you didn't love yourself for many years is that what you were saying yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. I didn't realize that I didn't love myself. I thought yeah. everything I was doing, I thought I was doing for myself. Right. And I, everything I was doing was, was, I mean, it was so I could feel better, but it was for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, like, yeah. That's like the surprise plot twist at the end where you're like, I thought I was doing all of this for myself to love myself. I think sometimes we'll even, I mean, we're pretty smart people, so we can like take language and like, oh, I'm doing a lot of self-care. Like I get manicures and I get massages and I go meditate and I do yoga and we do all these things in the name of self-care when in reality, we could still even at that moment not be loving ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. maybe you're doing it because it's the thing to do. Right. Yeah. How did you see through that? How did you, how did you get insight to the fact that, it, that you actually weren't loving yourself? Do you it remember? Stopped feeling right it stopped mm. feeling good mm. and i and i when i stopped to really feel what mm. was going on inside me and think about what was going on inside me and all of the tension and all of the stress that i was causing myself mm. to say nothing of the people that i was dumping and running from uh i realized that this was not a way i wanted to be mm. so you know people don't come to this until they're ready and we can go years and years without being ready. So maybe somebody who listens to this podcast will, will a little light bulb will go off and say, hmm, how do I really feel about this? Yeah. And maybe I should take a look at taking some different steps. Yeah, talk, talk to me about that a little bit because I can imagine people, I, th I think everybody wants to have some type of a loving partnership. I think they want to feel like they love themselves as well and they don't want to carry burdens above their head or carry the, the weight of others for, for 30 years. So I think people want that. I think sometimes people don't know what to do about it. So what are some of the steps or what are some of the actions that people start to take to step into that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um. Well, I know this is the kind of work that you do. Like what's, what it are some is, of the things is, that you walk people through? It is the kind of work I do. Well, well one of the things I would do is uh, we do this thing called kaleidoscope. I don't know if mm -hmm. others have talked about it, but, but 
you write down all of the things about yourself, maybe other people say that you say about yourself, like I'm friendly, I'm grumpy, uh, I'm a bitch, I, you know, I'm this, I'm that, and you put them on little pieces of paper. And then there's a circle on a piece of paper and you put them on the paper and you figure out which one of those things is driving your bus today. So today I may be really grumpy. Actually, today I'm really happy. So today I would take the little thing that says happy and I'd stick it in the middle. So that's, that's something that we do. Okay, so today I'm happy. But maybe last week I was really grumpy. So that was driving my bus. Now, how did I act when I was, when that was driving the bus? Was I being, was I sabotaging myself? Was I being mean to people? What was, what was, what was going through my head? Yeah. What was I feeling in my body? When I think about how grumpy I was last week, where is that in my body? So we do a lot of work yeah. with what's going on in your body. And that those are huge indicators of what's going on with you. I love that because I feel like, so, so it's one thing to, to think differently, like, yeah, okay, I really want to change and I change some thoughts, but to then move that into like, I have, I have a tool every day of my life to feel into my body and like to notice the self-awareness of it, I think, starts to matter because I think sometimes we just go on autopilot. Yeah. It does. And if you have pets, not just horses, but if you yeah. have pets, mm -hmm. they can be really uh, big indicators of what's going on inside your body. Hmm. Because when you're grumpy, if you have a sensitive dog or a sensitive cat, they're going to avoid you. Hmm. Just like a horse would. Mm -hmm. Although a horse, if you're being grumpy and you're honest about it, the hmm. horse will come over and say, let me help you with that. No. Whereas a cat or a dog might say, I think I'm just going to go over here. But if you're feeling loving, they might come to you. So you can feel into yourself and then you can also observe what's going on with your animals because they are way more honest than humans about what yeah. they feel. So it sounds like part of, part of it is like you start to have more self-awareness. Part One of the actions is you start to notice and feel into like, how am I being right now? But what about um, conversations? Did you find that for you and for, for clients that work with you, they start having the courageous conversations more? I think they do. I know certainly for me, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, I don't like conflict. I have never liked conflict. <laughs> me neither. Yeah. yeah. But I will have those courageous conversations if I really need them. And sometimes they're about something really little. Yeah, right. You know, it might be that uh, a, a vendor didn't do something that he said he was gonna do. And instead of, in the past, I would have been, oh, it's okay. But now I will say something to the effect of, you know, you said you would do this by this time and I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. And I'm disappointed. Mm -hmm. That to me is a very, very courageous conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. To others, it might be just nothing, but to me, that's a really courageous conversation. So it's where you are on the spectrum too. Got it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What Wrap this up with me with um, one other sort of like action step that you see people take on the other side of this work. Like what, how are people being in the world after they go through this work? I think they're more forgiving of other people's foibles. Mm. They're less judgmental. Yeah. Because they 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 understand that what we what they were showing to the world was not who they really were. Mm. And so many people have all the masks and they and they they're not going to call them on it but they might just love them anyway. And I mean love in the in the grandest sense of the word. Right. Not physically love, but you know, I 
I can see your pain instead of you are just a jerk. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. Yeah. So, and, that, and that makes a huge difference in all of the relationships we have going through life because we're more accepting. When we're more yeah. accepting of ourselves, we're more accepting of others. It's perfect. And I think that that's, I mean, back to the beginning of this conversation of having relationships or that, that feel good, that feel like, you know, you've been married how long now to Glenn? Yeah, it'll be 30 years. Wow. Right. Next. Like that's like, that's what's possible. That's what's available on the other side of this yeah. whole, this whole process. I, I, I know that you do this kind of work. You help people cross this gap from where they're stuck and whether it's not loving themselves or feeling like they're slipping in and out of relationships to actually having these types of relationships with themselves and others. Um, how do people reach out to you if they want to do this kind of work? They're like, wow, really connect with this. And I, I feel like you were describing my life. <laughs> how do I, how do I work with you? Probably the best way to get a, to find out more about who we are and what we do is to go to our website, harmoniesheartcoaching.com. Mm, and it's perfect. harmonies like an apostrophe S only yes. without the apostrophe. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I love it. So good. Well, Ashara, thank you so much for your time. And I love the work that you're up to in the world. I feel like there's a lot of relationships um, in this world that want to be um, uh, anchored in love, right? Centered in love and come from a place of uh, partnership. And um, yeah. I think that's really important right now. That's so important yeah. right now. Thank you, Chris. Beautiful. So beautiful. Um, thank I really appreciate you having me today. That's thank so you. great. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.